Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With former Blues superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's Rivs and BK on 101 ESPN. Blues versus Blackhawks. We've got real hockey on the ice up in Edmonton tonight. You'll hear it right here on 101 ESPN. Pre-game begins at 4.30. Puck drop coming up at 5.30. We're talking things over via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line now with former Blues defenseman and co-host of First Up weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on TSN 1050 up in Canada. Carlo Koliakovo otherwise known by my friend Jamie Rivers as Coco. Coco, how you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, guys. I actually thought you were going to give me the introduction as the superstar defense. <laughs> what the hell's going on here? Listen, buddy, I know, right? It costs me money every payday, but uh, I figure that for some of the younger listeners that may not remember my play in the NHL, it might fool them a little bit. That's <laughs> all you can do, right? You got to fool everybody till you can. Speaking of fooling, Coco, last night was our first look at games without fans. And, you know, it was interesting to me because, like, my 16-year-old son came down and he goes, is this a replay of a Winter Classic game? Yeah. Because the way they have it set up is like they do at the Winter Classic where they have the tarps around the outside and and you don't see the fans right away. But, man, I thought they did a heck of a job with this. You know, they pumped in, specifically in Toronto, your backyard, they pumped in the fan noise, and the intensity was there right from the get-go. I was pretty impressed with the first night of play. You know what? I, I echo that sentiment. And it's funny. I'm, I was just, before you guys called, I was watching the Tampa Bay-Florida game, and my wife was asking me the same question. So how did you feel about watching game no fans? And I looked at the screen, I'm like, wait a minute, this reminds me of watching the Winter Classic. And it has that feel to it. You're, you're right, it does. But the thing that, that sort of, you know, I wish they would have gone the extra length to do is, you know how in the NBA they've got this sort of stage theater, like they created that gym environment, and you look at the team's benches and there's like three rows of them. I don't know why they didn't do something like that with the NHL. Uh, you know, this was a chance for them to expand their benches and create that sort of social distance feel uh, towards it. And, on, and And to be honest, too, like, I know they've got the LED screens there with each team's logos and a big jumbotron in the middle. I wish they would have found a way to to, to get that on the screen yeah. uh, while you're watching the game because that's what I really enjoy watching about you know what the NBA is doing is that you're getting a different feature when you're watching. So, but all in all, I think you've got to give the NHL credit uh, for for the job that they have done in, in creating that on ice presentation because it's unique uh, and. 
you know, to, to put on a, a you know, a, a, a picture or a display or even just a presentation with no fans, you know, just thinking about it seems difficult. So I think, you know, this, this is the beginning. Who knows if they make changes here as we go. That is the presentation side of things. The other part that goes into this, of course, is the actual play. And I got to be honest with you, Carlo, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know if they were going to be a little hesitant. I didn't know if this was going to be a situation where it looked like they had been off for three to four months. But it looked like they hadn't missed a beat last night from what we've seen so far. And I'm anticipating the same today whenever the Blues take on the Blackhawks. What was your early impression of the actual play on the ice? Well, the only game I really got to watch was the the Leafs game and the first period of the Edmonton game. Um, I didn't see any of the the Philly-Pittsburgh game. Uh, But ultimately, you saw the excitement in the players. Um, You know, the the fact that they're playing against real competition and not against their own teammates in scrimmage games. And uh, what it kind of reminded me of, and Riz, you can, you can, uh, you know, add to this as well, is in training camp when you're playing those, those intense scrimmage games, um, you know, that's, that's sort of the feel that you're going to get out of this with no fans in the building. The, the teams have to find a way to create their own energy. And I would, I would imagine that they're going to be a little bit better at it when the games mean more. You can see that there was a little bit, there was still a little bit of a feeling out process for both teams where they just wanted to get through with the game, you know, work on things, feel good about themselves, but build themselves up to the game that really matters the most. And honestly, moving forward, that's the one thing I'm going to, be most interested in because we're talking about playoff hockey and the thing that always resonates with me when you talk about playoff sports in particular playoff hockey because I got to live it myself is you know the pregame when guys step onto the ice and they show pictures of the crowds going nuts waving the white towels blasting the music the lights flashing in and out like that's that's when you know you get you know you're in playoff hockey and that's when I get the chills watching the game and I don't know how they replicate that but I'm interested to find out. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the one thing I, I will say, Coco, is is watching specifically the Leafs-Canadians game and then the Flames-Oilers, it didn't take that long to get to that nasty intensity. You know, like mm-hmm. Jake Muzzin had a big hit right near the goal line, and then obviously Zach Cassian was laying out bodies. And to your point, it's it kind of a feel of a training camp game, but yeah. I, I felt like the guys got to the intensity level pretty quickly so i think i guess my question to you is with a team like the st louis blues we want to isolate that here locally for sure you know they play an intense checking game they're relentless they have great puck possession how hard do you think it'll be for a team like that to get back to you know stanley cup form uh well it all depends on how you know how they play tonight i mean if they're if they're coming out tonight and they're and they're only you know scrimmage game and they're and they're displaying that well then you know that they've built themselves up to be prepared to play that way right away uh you know i've seen highlights of craig ruby away from day one yelling at guys in practice oh yeah so yeah you, ha- you have to think that the intensity level's there but ultimately you know guys that understand the importance of this return to play where they're coming into uh, you know, because, you know, you're talking about a playoff style format, a, a tournament where you're making a two month investment to win a Stanley Cup. Like, think about that, Ritz. If somebody told you that, you know, somebody offered you a, a PTO and said, OK, you have a chance to train yourself, get yourself ready to invest in a two month tournament to win the Stanley Cup. Wouldn't you be jacked up for that? Oh my God! Think of, the, think of the investment you have to make in a normal season. You first of all, you got to get through a grind of a season. You got to qualify for the playoffs. 
then you got to go through the grind where not everybody's 100% healthy in a playoff run. Like the, the, the toll that it takes on your body. And now you've been rejuvenated over five months of, you know, living through quarantine and living through, you know, the pandemic that we're living through and just the energy that these guys are going to lay out there right from the start. I honestly believe we're going to be witnessing probably the best hockey we've ever seen watching this game. Yeah, I would agree. And that's kind of been my thought from the start. And we talk about this tournament, right? But then right after this tournament, it goes right to like legit Stanley Cup playoffs. So I think that the illusion that some people, you know, when they say, oh, well, you know, I'm not sure if this is going to be considered a real Stanley Cup championship. Quite honestly, Coco, I think it's going to be harder based on the, the fact that you're not playing anything until the exhibition game, your round robin, or your play in. And then it's game on like Donkey Kong. If you don't play yeah. well, then you're gone. And to your point of the two-and-a-half-month investment into this, are you – given that former hockey player yourself and myself, I, I think I know the answer to this, but are you – will you at all be surprised at the dedication and the commitment from these guys to stay healthy, you know, respect the bubble, and want to perform well? Uh, I have uh, no worries at all. And the, the, the reason why I'll back that up is because I think the concern for everybody going into this was how players were going to uh, be responsible in phase three. And we saw phase three where guys didn't have a bubble formation. We're still living in their own city. Some teams were living in, you know, complete hotspots in the U S but they still found a way to make the, the health and safety, the priority and the focus because they were taking care of themselves. And, you know, hockey players are, 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 are so full of pride that think about if one guy, you know, lapses and makes a mistake and ends up affecting the whole team. Think about the shame he's got to live with. And I know players that I've always played with hated being shamed. And so I believe these guys are taking it seriously. I mean, they've done the job up until now to get themselves ready. Now that they're here, you know, I, I can't understand why they would put themselves at any risk to try to not only ruin it for themselves, but ruin it for their teams and teammates. So, you know, hockey players are a different breed. I, you know, the, the NBA came out today and said for the second week in a row, they've had no, no uh, positive tests. And this, to me, is an example of guys buying into what the new way of sports is going to be. It's a, co- it's a different code of conduct. It's a different way of life. And honestly, this is what has to be done in order for this to run as smooth as everybody wants it to do. So I, I credit the players. I trust the players. I, I, I credit everybody involved for allowing it to get to this point. Now let's play hockey, let's watch hockey, and let's have fun doing it. Former Blues defenseman Carlo Koliakovo joining us here on 101 ESPN. Final question that I've got for you. I, I've i been surprised by the lack of quote-unquote experts that have been picking the Blues to come out of the West so far. We talked yeah. about this a little bit on the show yesterday, but I'm curious from your perspective, Carlo, how do you assess this West, and what do you think it is that the Blues are missing that is the reason why so many are, are not picking them, frankly, to come out of this conference? I think people, uh, when they talk about the Blues, they automatically think about how difficult it is to repeat in this league. And, um, you know, Pittsburgh did it a couple of years ago, which was a surprise to everybody, but they found a way to do it. But I don't agree with that. If I, you know, I would consider the Blues a favorite because, for the most part, minus one player, they have the exact same team as they did last year. And you got to think that experience will play a factor. Uh, the mindset will play a factor. You know, I heard a great quote from Paul Maurice the other day 
um, you know, commenting on, you know, the advantage that some of these Western teams are going to have in this format. You think of the travel implications that a lot of teams in different time zones and, um, you know, going to bed late in, 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 on travel nights and travel days because, you know, the, what the, the impact that travel can have. There is going to be no impact with travel now because guys are all in the same place, under the same roof, in the same hotels, and they're in and out. They go to the rink, they play, and they're back in their hotel room. So I think that's another advantage you can add to the to the St. Louis Blues because look at the teams they played last year. You know, you started with, with Winnipeg, you went to Colorado, then you had to do San Jose, and then you came to Boston. That's four different time zones you guys had to go through, and you did it. So for the for the for the Blues, obviously health is going to be a, an important factor, and you guys are at full health right now. You're getting Vladdy Tarasenko back, Bennington at full health, your full complement of defense. How can you not like the Blues' chances? But in saying that, you know, you look at the Western Conference as a whole. There's some really good teams. Like Vegas is really strong. Colorado's really strong. Dallas is really strong. To me, an underdog in all this is the Edmonton Oilers, and and the reason for that is. If you can put the two of the best players on the ice for half of the game in this type of format, you got to like your chances. And so far, so good with Edmonton, the way McDavid and Dreisaitl started last night. They could be a scary combo, and if that team gets some good luck, they could make a deep playoff run. So all I heard there, Coco, was that you like the Blues' chances, and uh, I'm, that's what I'm going to isolate on that one, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, how can you not like the Blues' chances? I mean, like, think about it. They, they have the experience. They have the speed. They have the skill. They've got great coaching. Um, they got you know, your boy, me, Petro. Are, yeah, my boy, Petro, who's, you know, the, the, the stalwart on the back end over there, and uh, you know, you look, you go back to last year in Game Seven of the Stanley Cup Finals. I thought he played one of the best games I've ever seen him play. Absolutely. And you think that you think that's going to motivate him too as well? And listen, you know how hard it is to win the Stanley Cup. You get one taste out of it, now you want to do it again. And I believe the Blues, you know, have showed that you know there is no Stanley Cup hangover for the season that they've had so far, and they're well, well, well suited to 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 you know to crown themselves champions again for sure. Great stuff, Coco, man. I really uh, appreciate you coming on here. I know that you're going to have a full plate of sports up there in Toronto, which is going to be oh, fun I love for it, you. Man. It's going to be so much fun. And what a weekend we have ahead of us. And it's, it's going to be, be so awesome for your radio show as well. A lot more content for you. But uh, listen, man, I appreciate you taking this time to join us today, talk a little hockey, and uh, make us feel a little bit better about our blues. So thanks a lot for that. Anytime, boys. Listen, long playoff run. Uh, feel free to reach out to me anytime. You're love joining you guys. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.